You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download Download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM. MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously? Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. What's your favorite Office episode? Oh, man. That sounds like picking your favorite kid. That's. Hi, I'm Josh Brooks, the J. Reed Parker Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia and Office Superfan. Hi there, everybody. We're back. You're back. We're all here. This is Off the Beat, and I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. I'm so stoked for our guest today. He's a pretty big deal to me, and he should be to anyone who loves college sports Josh Brooks happens to be the athletic director of my childhood love, the University of Georgia Bulldogs. And over the last three years, he has helped lead their athletic program to unprecedented heights in softball, volleyball, soccer, track and field, uh, and of course, their football team back to back national championships the last two years and one more. If I have my way this year, go dogs. Uh, In this conversation, you're going to hear how I met Josh. Let's just say it was a viral moment, to be sure. Josh is a fan of The Office. So, yes, we're going to talk a little Office today. But now, the truth is, I'm about as big a fan of his work as he is of mine. He's just about the best in the business in college athletics. He's up for awards. But here's the thing. He's even nicer than he is accomplished. So I can't wait for you to get to know him today. He talks, frankly, about well a multitude of topics, ripping through the headlines of college sports, controversy at Michigan, pressures of NIL, and, of course, the transfer portal. You're not going to want to miss this. And, Josh, guess what? I'm going to release this to the public, just like you sent us viral a few years ago. Yeah, this thing right here, this is going to be on the intranet. Here he is, my buddy, Josh Brooks. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. 
dogs. Go dogs. Got the hat on. Love it. Go dogs. Of course I have the hat on. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. <laughs> How you doing? I'm great. We're what, 49 hours away from kickoffs. 49 hours as we're recording this podcast from the SEC championship game. I'm so excited about this game. I think it's going to be the proverbial game of the century that happens every year. How are you feeling about it? You know, I'm always, uh, I'm nervous, but I'm I'm nervous for every game, whether it's a, uh, we have a women's basketball game tonight or men's basketball game last night. I'm, I live in a state of nervousness for every game. So, but thankfully I don't have to do anything, but just show up. So how many games do you go to over the course of a week? Oof. Are so, you going to away games? I, I never miss a football away game. Um, I try okay. to make a few away games of other sports if I can when the travel works out. If it's NCAA tournament, I try to go. Uh, so, right. But there's a conflict. Like our volleyball team is playing in Provo, Utah tomorrow night. But that game is 6.30 Eastern time in Utah, and there's no way I can make it back. So I won't make that. But last year, we were playing in Austin, Texas volleyball, and I went to a volleyball match Friday night in Texas, flew back, got into Atlanta, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. And made it back to the SC Championship game. So Jeez. I'll try to get, you know, it's a lot of travel, uh, you know, just this week alone. Men were on the road last night at Florida State. Women played Duke tonight at home. Men, basketball have Mercer Friday night. Women, volleyball, first round Arizona State at Utah. And then football Saturday. So it's 21 sports. It's nonstop, but uh, it's fun, you know? Uh, I mean, it sounds very fun. It sounds like a good job to me. But yes, being on the road that much is uh, is a lot. I, uh, I, I learned a lot about you and I mean, I knew about you, but I've learned a lot about you in, in preparing to talk to you. It's fascinating stuff. First off, I want to, I want to mention how we got connected. You, <laughs> yeah. you and you and I take us through the, cause I, we haven't fully talked about it. I don't know exactly how it happened, yeah. but it was when you uh, got the position as the athletic director of Georgia. Tell, tell, tell me what happened. So it all starts, I've got a good group of uh, buddies, Clark, Will, Brad, and Tanner. We have a group text, and uh, it's one of those group texts that's been going on for 10-plus years. And okay. It's always full of, you know, office memes or this and that, where, you know, <laughs> it's nonstop, this and that. And Clark is Clark and I debate over who's the bigger office fan. We even had a bet at the end of the series that he thought Jim and Pam were going to break up, okay. and he had to buy me dinner. When they did not, because I'm more of an optimist and Clark's more of a realist. And Clark's <laughs> like, they're going to break. He was so set that they were going to break up that he saw it coming. So we've been office diehards for the longest time. We knew you had a connection to Georgia. And so Clark, being the diehard fan he was, the day that I got the uh, the AD job, he did the cameo with you. Yeah. And he shows up at my house and he's, and he's just like, hey, I need to show you something. And I'm thinking, oh, God, three days in the job. What, what There's a problem. What's wrong? He's like, I got to show you this. And he goes he connects to my tv with his phone and he streams it and you pop up and i was like oh my god this is the crazy and then and then you went above and beyond which was great because it wasn't just a normal like you just you you made it so much better and it was and then i think i posted it or shared it yes and then it went viral and it like, was, i wonder if he's even gonna see this yes. it went it went viral so uh, from my perspective you know i i get requests to send people messages and i saw this request and i'm like well, this is fun. Here's the new guy. And I think I went crazy and said a bunch of uh, go dogs type things. Of course, the wolf wolf. I don't think much about it. And then so- suddenly Yahoo Sports, ESPN, like suddenly this thing is like living on and on. It was really fun. It was. And that's funny because sometimes in our world, we think so small. We're like, does he, is he even going to see this? Is he even going to realize that this thing's going viral? Well, you made Enjoy- sure. No, you made sure that I was going to see it. I mean, it went, it went everywhere, which was, uh, is very, very fun. Yeah. That got me some cool points with people were like, how did you pull that off? Like, well, Clark, it was a great present from Clark. He looked, he took care of it. Oh boy. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the office in a bit. You grew up in Louisiana, That's right. Hammond, Louisiana. I, I understand you played high school football. What position did you play? Linebacker. You were a linebacker. Oh, yeah. Were you tough or no? Uh, toughness, yeah. That's probably the only attribute you could give me credit for is being at least being tough. I could, I will claim that. Not fast, not strong. Yeah, slow not, and tough. Yeah, slow and tough. I would I would make the tackle. It wasn't pretty. Right. My coach would often yell at me about the way I would tackle, but I was 
results oriented is, is how I would tackle. That's the best way to describe myself, but uh, very average. Okay. And now I don't know if these things normally go together. They, they seemed not to me, but what do I know? So you played a high school football and then you also threw the javelin. Yeah. <laughs> That's a random one. That was yeah. one that um, my older brother's friend threw it in high school and he got a scholarship to LSU and his dad started helping me out. And it was a, basically like a money ball way for me to find an event that no one else was doing. And with a bad arm, but good technique, you could make up for a lot of, you know, you could make up a lot of ground. So just cause I had really good technique, I could beat a lot of people. But what happened was in high school, the coach knew I was so good at the technique and he had no idea how to throw it that he'd often bring like the kid with the strongest arm out to practice. Say, Hey Josh, teach this kid how to throw. <laughs> and a week later, they're still kicking my butt. And I'm like, why did I even show this guy how to throw? He's killing me. So I inevitably trained everybody to be better than me in uh, javelin. I guess that's when I thought I'd be a good coach at that point, because uh, when you can't do something, you coach it as best you can. When was the last time you threw a javelin? Do you go show your students now? Well, my son, um, he wants to be a decathlete. He's training for to be a decathlete right now. So javelin's one of his events. So I've been working with him on that. And I've taught him how to throw. But my track team did not know. I most probably The majority of my track team had no idea. I threw the javelin in high school. And we had a staff decathlon a year ago oh. or so. And I missed the first part of it. And I walked out to the decathlon late where the staff was all competing. And 90% of the staff could barely throw a javelin. And I showed up in a tie slacks and dress shoes i took my dress shoes off with the tie still on slacks still on grabbed the javelin and beat everybody on the staff and the throw and it was that became that video i'll have to text it to you it became a little viral because it just looked so funny some guy barefooted in a tie slinging a javelin well you know what that reminds me of another guy in a sport coat and a tie and dress shoes shooting hoops oh yeah yeah, that no one saw it coming. That's what that, no one's, no, no one saw, no it one saw it coming. I, I watched that episode uh, uh, just uh, two days ago, I think, as a matter of fact. If you need somebody to come and teach your guys and gals there how to shoot. Shoot free throws, if nothing else. Yeah, you got, it's, by the way, that's 50, that's free throw line extended. That's an, that's a 15 foot arc around that I was hitting. And that was one take, Josh. Really? And no edits. On the DVD, there's 13 in a row. They, Are you serious? Greg Daniels called me and said, I'm really sorry. We couldn't use six minutes of the episode. You just <laughs> shooting free throws. We had to, we had they to edit it, it out. They could have sped that up. We had to edit it down a little bit. Uh, you went to LSU. Did you always, being from Louisiana, was that where you always wanted to go? Yeah, when you grow up in South Louisiana, that becomes the home base school you root for and, and the place you care about. And, uh, so that was my childhood dream to to go to LSU and and you know my dream in high school was to be the head football coach there one day and and win a national championship. So that was always the in my mind in high school that's what I was going to do and and people thought it and look people thought I was crazy but they I knew that dream at an early age and people made fun of me about it at an early age which is funny now because now my mom will run into somebody from my hometown and like, they always knew you were going to do big things. I'm like, no, they didn't. People make fun of me all the time. They didn't know I'd ever hear that. So, so you initially, you wanted to be a coach. Oh yeah. Yeah. But when I, I left LSU uh, after being a student assistant and I worked for Jimbo Fisher, he was the office coordinator, quarterbacks coach LSU. Saving was the head coach. I left to go to Louisiana Monroe to be a GA and I coached there for two years and then after two years of being a GA there, my head coach offered me a job as football ops. He's like, look, I don't I don't really hire people that didn't play college football, but you're really good at computers. You're organized. I think you have a career path in this. And I didn't see it. I didn't understand it. But I'm so glad he did that for me because I've enjoyed this pathway. Although there's always that little pull in your heartstrings of like, man, what if I was, you know, still coaching and doing, you know, but obviously I can't complain. So that's how, that's that's what put you on the path. Yeah. Is that that change where I literally got out of coaching and went into administration that, but I was, you know, 23, 24 years old off my first full-time job, making $20,000 a year. I thought I was rich and made it and was ready to right. start my career. Well, by the way, you just rolled through some names. I'm going to, I'm going to roll through a few more. You're at LSU. Saban is the coach. Jimbo Fisher is there as the OC. If I'm, if I'm right. not mistaken, Freddie kitchens is there. Adam Gase, Adam Gase. is there. Will Muschamp, Will Muschamp is there? I mean, this is Derek like Dooley, Stan Hickson. Um, Eric Dooley Derek, was there at the same Derek, time. Derek Dooley was coaching tight ends, recruiting coordinator. Uh, Stan Hickson, a longtime great coach, 
worked with Michael Haywood, who was eventually, you know, coached the places. So it was a, it this was is a, the tree. I mean, this yeah, is was, literally started, the tree. Yeah. yeah it was insanity yeah. to think to be in her, just to be as a student assistant charting and being on the headset, listening to coach Fisher and, and all those guys talk and being, be witness to that was just unbelievable. What a great experience at 21 years old to, to see and hear those things. As you mentioned, you end up going to Louisiana Monroe, but I got to ask you a question. If LSU called and said, come be the athletic director here, do you go? No. I mean, honestly, um, people ask me that question all the time. So I <laughs> so I, it's a bad question? No, no, no. no, but I, no, want the, no I want, I, I, I want I like, the answer. I like being public about it because it, it's no disrespect to LSU. It's a great place, great people. Um, obviously, I've got a ton of family back there. But when you go from LSU and you work at Louisiana Monroe so many years, you, you lose the tie to the, to, to your institution and it becomes more about people you work with. So I don't even root for LSU. I just root for people I've worked with more than anything else. And then right. I've been at Georgia now 14 years. My children were born here. Um, you know, this is my home. This is my place. This is, this is where I want to spend the rest of my life. And, uh, it's no, and I don't mean that. That's where you want to spend the rest of your life. Yeah. I, I mean, you're my on dream, the record right now. Yeah. yeah. My dream is to work here until I can retire. And, and then I'd, Love to live here after that. I mean, if you look at the track record of people, um, whether it's football coaches or other coaches that or administrators that have worked here and then retire and stay here, it's just a great – I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, over the top about my love of Athens, but it's just it's just a really great place to live. And and uh, if they'll have me, I'll stay as long as, <laughs> as, long as, as, long as I can. I do have to ask you about your time. I love this. At Louisiana Monroe, you're a graduate assistant. And I read the story that the budget was very low for the athletic department there. That is a fair assessment. And the school could not afford snacks for the football get, players. Where did you get this? For the football players after summer workouts. So you went to a local store and you struck a deal to get peanut butter and jelly. And a local bakery to give bread, and you and other graduate assistants would make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the football players. True or false? That is true. Um, that's that's some good research right there. That's, uh, that's impressive. We've got a crack team here, Josh. <laughs> so we didn't have. I found out a lot. I won't talk about. No, that's this. Not true. This was before the days of uh, the resources that you can now provide without any cost, you know, to student athletes. And we didn't have a lot of money back then at Monroe, so uh, we're very resourceful. And I went to a local grocery store. They would give us gift cards that we exchanged for PB and J. And then the local bakery would give me um, like two day old bread. Right. So me and the student assistants would make sandwiches nonstop, put them, wrap them up, put them in the refrigerator and the kids would come by all summer. And that's how we uh, kept our team. You know, they had meal plans and stuff, but this was their way to get all the extra stuff instead of the shakes and smoothies and things like right. that. This was our <laughs> supplements. A little snack. That's right. A little, a little fridge. <laughs> And it helped feed me a couple days a week, too. Uh, yeah, so there, you, there, you, there you go. Uh, maybe it's just like yesterday for you, but but it's been so long. 2007, you're oh, there. Yeah. You're the director of football operations at Louisiana Monroe. And you play a game in Tuscaloosa. And now this is Saban's first year with the Tide. He's gone to Alabama. And Louisiana Monroe wins in Tuscaloosa, twenty-one fourteen. Were you there? I was football ops there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, but you were in the stadium. No, I was on the sideline. You were on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Is that where your hatred for Alabama started? Not hatred, your rivalry. Is that like? And Saban is there, and you had worked under him at at LSU. Like, how special was that game for you personally? That was special for me, honestly, because, um, you know, I, I felt there, there was an opportunity um, that I had to, that, that I was interviewed for a job. The one thing I didn't tell you about when I was at Monroe, after my first year at Monroe, Coach Fisher called me back up and said um, there was a job opportunity for it to be a GA at LSU. This is and Jimbo it, Fisher. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I interviewed and didn't get it. Um, that's a whole nother story. But so there was a little bit of resentment towards LSU. That's where a little bit of my resentment started towards LSU is that I didn't get that job. Mm. They won a national championship the next year while I was still at Monroe. So there was a little bit of a, you know, not a rivalry, but, you know, me wanting to beat them. But at the same time, you know, it, it, you, you have to, I have to be thankful for Coach Saban and everything else for I wouldn't be where I am today without 
all those coaches and the experience. So um, it's a mixed emotion of, yeah, I want to beat them. You want to beat everybody, but that's where it started a little bit for me. And yeah. I always love to give Kirby a hard time about that because he was at uh, – at Alabama that year too. So whenever he makes a jab at me, I always remind him that he was on the side, other sidelines of that game when uh, when we took him down. But the funny thing about that story, and, and this was not me, this was one of the coaches on our staff. So when you're at a school like Louisiana Monroe and you play Alabama, normally when you lose that game and you're shaking hands with the other coaches, one of the common comments that the big school tells the small school, and I've been on the other end of this a million times, hey, good luck in conference. It's kind of a way of saying, like, yeah, we beat you, but we're going to hope you all do well in your conference. One of our coaches went right up to one of the Bama coaches and shook his head and said, good luck at conference. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, that's but I did not, so I did good. Not, I, don't, I don't take – one thing I've learned in this life, I don't take victory laps. I don't do – you know, I, I've always right. tried to, in all victories, stay humble because, you know, when you come up through Monroe and when you come up that end, you've been on – I've been on both sides of it, so – I've learned in this profession, you better stay humble or you will quickly be humbled. So yeah. um, I don't take victory laps. I'm, I'm When we beat someone, I go to my counterpart and I'm like almost like just hugging them and giving them a nice handshake and just saying, good game. you know, I'd never, um, before I celebrate, I try to at least be yeah. gracious. Well, that you're you know? a nice guy. You're I am a nice, nice guy. guy. I try to be. I try to be at least. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024, while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
briefly, you go to Georgia, 2008 to 14, for the first time. You're football ops there. You are getting your master's at the same time, right, that you become an associate athletic director there. Are you just working your ass off? And I think, um, so that was in like 12 through 14. So I had, I had uh, twin three-year-olds and a (laughs) one-year-old at the time. So, uh, so my wife appreciated the, uh, baby, I can't help the kids. I got to study for this, uh, midterm. She's, Um, she's going to heaven for sure. She's a saint. Yeah. So I knew, um, it's not the case in every situation, but in a lot of situations, when they post an AD job, they say there's a requirement of a master's degree or at least say master's degree preferred. So I was like, I need to check this box just to not have any reason that someone couldn't interview me Got it. or any reason. But, you know, so I went into it with a mindset of I need to check this box. But actually, I went to grad school, Georgia, and it it, it was great for two things. One, um, it made me think in different ways that I hadn't before from a textbook standpoint of sports management. And two, um, brought me a deeper connection with Georgia because now it's prideful to say like I'm a Georgia grad, I'm an alum. And that, that means yeah. something to me that it, it, the fact that I want to be the rest of my life that I can say, I'm not just a, you know, person who worked here, I'm a person who actually graduated from here. So that's helped uh, deepen my connection and makes it, makes it a little more special for me. Of course you get that degree and uh, immediately get an athletic director job. Millsaps college there in Jackson, Mississippi this was my fun fact about this time. You were one of the first athletic directors and a young athletic director, a newly minted athletic director in college sports to introduce on-site beer gardens at the game. And you had a little pushback on this. Is that, is that right? Talk, talk to me about the decision that, like, why, why did you make the decision? Why did you feel like it was a good thing? So I felt at a place like Millsaps, you can take chances, I thought. And it's a place where I could take a chance and do something different. And I knew that organically, you weren't going to have a lot of people just show up at Millsaps football games in Jackson, Mississippi. So we had to do something different to excite the local families and people to come out to games. So when I went on the interview at Millsaps, I said, I'm going to be myself to the full, lay it all out there. I've had a few ideas, one of them being the beer garden, but there was a handful of ideas I pitched. And I said, they're either going to like me or they're going to hire me or they're not going to like me and they're not going to hire me and it wasn't meant to be. So I pitched all my ideas like that. I had a few other ones similar to that and they loved them. And I get there and I get hired in July and the football season obviously starts in September. And I thought, okay, I'm going to wait till a year in and start the beer garden. You don't come in and throw all your crazy ideas out there. And then a (laughs) a couple weeks in, people were like, hey, man, what's up this beer garden you told us about in the interview? I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So, uh, so, and you know, we had a Methodist affiliation at, at Millsaps and it's interesting because not to get too into deep into the religion part, but there was a debate amongst some different Methodist entities, basically arguing, uh, John Wesley's feelings on alcohol. Some felt it was none and some felt that it was in moderation and I felt that this was a good way to moderate drinking in, in a way people could do it safely because people weren't getting, you know, they weren't, we were controlling it and it was a way to right. do it responsibly. But, you know, the, the the hate mail I got was actually from people who weren't even affiliated with Millsaps. It was just random people from other faiths that were sending me letters and it got a little nasty there for a little bit. But it, with all things, it passed and uh, and they still have it today. And what's funny, and this is funny, but not funny, the beer garden is is right next to the kid zone. We created a kid zone too. And that sounds okay. funny, but it works out great because the parents want right. to like, drop their kids off at drop the kid zone. Yeah. Walk it's a 30 feet in the direction advantage. and go That's have right. a beer at the beer garden and let <laughs> little Johnny and Susie run around. And so we, we, it was about making, uh, making it more than just a game. And, and I said that with all due respect to the student athletes, but we had to do something bigger. So we, sure. we, we created a kid zone, a beer garden, we took the student section and we would do fun things like uh, we did a phone party uh, one time during a game where we literally had a big phone pit and just let the students have fun. So it was it was a place where you could try things, make mistakes, learn and grow. And um, it was just a phenomenal place to, for me to get to cut my teeth and, and try some things. After a couple more years at Louisiana Monroe, you go back to Georgia. Now, when you go back to Georgia in 2016 to take an associate athletic director job, do you see that as your path? Do you think I'm going to be there forever? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the, um, I left in 14 to go to Millsaps to, uh, and, and you'll have to get outside of my comfort zone, 
if you can imagine at, at Georgia, I'd come up through the ranks and then I was associate AD, but I was in just a couple areas of responsibility. And I had to step out of that to get experience in fundraising and marketing and ticket sales and everything else. And right. all that. so when I came back to Georgia, it was a all due re- respect to everyone in the building, but I'm coming back to take the next step. And I, I was going to be patient on it because I didn't know if I'd get, I knew Greg, my previous boss was, he had a few years left. He was going to re- retire at some point, but I was okay with, okay, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't, I'll be ready to take a job somewhere else. And this is now going to cap off my experience and I'll be ready to interview for whatever's next. But it, it worked out and I'm, you know, luck, timing just merged at the right time and, and it worked out. But, I, you know, I came back with the thought of I'm either going to be at Georgia, be the number two or three the rest of my career, or hopefully um, there's an opportunity here somewhere else. Since 2021, the athletic director of Georgia, I've got to give you a bunch of fun facts here. 2023 Sports Bureau Journal Athletic Director of the Year finalist. Georgia, highest ranking in 18 years, ranked seventh in the Learfield Directors' Cup, basically excellence in sports athletics. This stat is insane, Josh. Georgia has 21 sports, 17 finished with a top 20 ranking, and nine ended up in the top 10 of 2023. Is that the best stat for you? Is that the stat you're most proud of? Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's you can never take anything away from a national championship in any sport, and obviously football is just amazing, but... I, I do take a lot of pride and I want to be good in every, I'm a competitor. I love to compete and I want to be good in every, all 21 sports. I always make the joke that if we started a badminton team tomorrow, I'd want to have the best badminton team in the country. Yeah. I just, I'm a competitor and um, that's why I love this job so much. But yeah, there's a lot of pride in that because especially when you can, you can make a change in a program, bring in a new coach and see it grow. Like what our soccer program has done in the last two years. That's a lot of fun when you see it. Okay, we weren't even making the SEC tournament, and then we made the NCAA tournament, then we won the SEC. That's just that's really fun, and, and that's one of the big pride points for me. In addition to football, obviously, uh, you just mentioned soccer, volleyball, track and field, softball, all making huge strides, being very successful. And you have 10 head coaching hires there now. What is important for you when you're looking to hire a new head coach? In any sport, you know it's it's different sport to sport because the the op, the opportunities and challenges okay. are different in every single sport. And not to sound clicheish, but it's it in the world we live in today. I've got to make sure first and foremost that I've got someone that I can trust with my young men and women. That we're there's too much going on in the world that the the, the deal breaker for me is I've got to trust and know that I can trust that they're going to do right by the young men and women. That's where mm-hmm. it starts for me. Then it's about development and recruiting. And, and recruiting is a big piece for me. It, you better have a plan. You better enjoy recruiting. Uh, you better be really active uh, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. You better have the student athletes and the players. And it's not just about their ability. It's about their 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 mindset, their ability to develop, the, their, they be able to make it here academically. You know, so you have your your – Standard things you're looking for, but then it then it comes down to fit and gut. And like, when I meet someone, does my gut tingle when I meet them? Because hopefully, if I've narrowed it down to three or four, they all meet the the qualifications I want. And then when I meet them, it's got to I just trust my gut and go. This is somebody I believe in. This is somebody that I that I want to lead my program. God, I love that. Like, really, I good for you. And obviously, it's working out well for you, but. I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but you know, I mean, there's so much talk these days in sports about analytics and I'm not saying analytics are not important, but you also, well, you have to, let's be, you have to have a good gut. <laughs> I've got a good gut. That's worth <laughs> trusting. <laughs> but yeah, but, but I love that. And that you're, yeah. and that you're transparent about it. Like you've got to have somebody or you've yeah. got to have a feeling about this person that's more than just intellectual. Yeah, I've just been always been a big gut person and believe it. And I, I think, look, I'll be honest with you, I am not super talented. I mean, look, I've been, I told you I was an average football player, average athlete. I everybody <laughs> in my department that leads a leads a unit, they do it better than I could ever do it. Like I, my CFO, I could never be a better CFO than her. Um, my person that runs development, the person that runs every single categorical item, 
in this department. The, they all do it way better than I could ever imagine to do it. So I don't have a true talent for any of these things. I think my best talent is doing what I'm doing. I got, you know, I don't know how to explain that, but, and I just got to go with my gut because at the end of the day, if they make my gut tingle, then, then hopefully that means they're going to make recruits and others feel the same way and they'll be able to get people here and they'll get right. people to buy in and believe in what we're doing. So, um, and look, it's not going to be, nothing ever is going to be foolproof. And, it, and unfortunately in this business, it's a mathematical certainty. At some point, I'm going to have to probably fire someone I hired and that day, that day will be terrible, Right. but hopefully not. I really enjoy the the people I work with and, and obviously the people I've hired, I believe in. And, and then I think my part of my responsibility with that is to give them every resource they need to be successful and remove the roadblocks, give them the resources to where they can do what we brought them here to do. Well, in addition to recruiting, setting a record for fundraising in 2023 as well, also record-breaking academic year in 2023, setting a new school high mark for cumulative GPA. I mean, you're on a you're on a good run here, Josh. And in addition to everything else, let's just say the highest profile sports, college football, you are the first and only team to go back to back in the college football playoff. The last team to go uh, back to back in an undisputed way was Alabama in 2011 and 2012. It's been 11 years since that. You have a chance to go for three. What happens? on Saturday? Like, how are, how are you viewing the game right now? Your comfort level? I, you know, I think it's going to, like you said, it's going to be one of those classic matchups. Two really good football teams, two great coaching staffs. For me, I always say the games are one in the trenches. Who controls the line of scrimmage? Um, and, then, and then it could come down to a crazy thing happening, a turnover here, turnover there. Uh, this feels like a game where it's going to be important that the winner of the game is probably going to win the turnover battle. And uh, unless something crazy happens on special teams, I really feel like the turnover battle is going to be the deciding point of this game. And But, you know, this is excitement. It's, you know, the, the, there's nerves to go into a game like this, but it's also excitement because this is what why we do it. You know, so you can't shy away from these moments. We work, we work to have these opportunities. So um, you ready to just – Tee it up and let's let's go and let's see what happens. You know, this morning uh, in my car, I was listening to Greg McElroy, obviously Alabama quarterback. Greg talking very confidently about how Alabama matches up against Georgia. Alabama should not matter. What happened last week at Auburn is maybe the greatest travesty I have ever seen on a football field. Because here's the thing: the kick six that happens this is a crazy unexpected play this is this is crazy fourth and 31 when you have everyone back in the end zone this is this is something that should should not happen i i said on the record i know you can't say it everybody at <laughs> auburn gone gone goodbye kick them out of the conference um, your feeling watching the game last week. You know, it, at this point in that game, you, you nothing surprises you anymore. It's and I, and I'm gonna tell you, Auburn is well, a, is I a know, but. crazy place to play. Where those fans, they they do a great job. You know what's funny about the SEC is like, so you you know after going to LSU and then working at Monroe and playing Auburn a bunch, and now being at Georgia, Auburn has been a team I've played throughout the 25 years of my career all the time. And it's a team that you you know it's a rival. You can't stand them in this and that. Then you meet the people that work there, and you just love. Them. They've got some of the greatest administrators. Their AD is a great guy. They're, and it's like I want to hate you, man. Like y'all are so nice and such good people. Like you're supposed to hate Auburn, but the, and that's the same thing with like Tennessee and Florida and other places. Like I want to hate you so much, but you're, there's just so many good people in this profession that it's funny that people don't see the the behind the scenes side of that of, of all, so many good people. Yeah, I know you're being nice, <laughs> but that was just, I mean, you, I you like how I changed the topic there. Matter. That was pretty good. Uh. Yeah. You know, I, I did hear you. <laughs> I did hear you in an interview. I, I found this fascinating. You just alluded to it right now. You talked about how the SEC athletic directors work really hey, you've well done more you've done more research than anybody i've ever uh interviewed this is Th there that there is a yeah. there is a camaraderie 
there is a you all are helping each other. Um, it is this is this is true? This yeah, research this is, is correct. Um, you know, we we're our own little therapy group to some degree. Some points in time when we get together because we are some of the only people that know what each other are going through, uh, whether we're dealing with fans or student athletes or coaches or staff or et cetera. Um, Cause it's the, these chairs can be lonely sometimes. So being able to talk to the AD at Auburn or Florida or Tennessee or wherever and, and talk through issues and really talk about best practices. We, and we, and look, we understand that as the sec goes, we all go, the more successful the SEC is the better we're all going to be across the board. So there is a common interest in our league doing well and, you know, we want to get as many teams in the playoffs. So we want to get as many teams in the NCAA tournament and baseball and basketball, et cetera. So there's pride there and, and there is great camaraderie. And I really enjoy, we meet in person a few times a year and we Zoom uh, every couple of weeks and it's a fun group and we lean on each other pretty well. I love hearing that too. And it, and it makes a lot of sense. I have to ask you about Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan program and what is alleged right now is the decision that was made to suspend him for three games. Do you think that was the right decision? You know, I, I don't know. We, 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 uh, I've tended to always stay, stay in our own lane and not judge other people because judge not lest you be judged, but unless it could come right back at you. Right. Uh, Yes. No, I understand. uh, You know, I've been in those trenches before and, uh, I've been on uh, other sides of the, the table on any situation like that. And you never want to judge because you know that things can be reported one way. And then there's the deep, the, the facts of a situation may not be what's being reported out. So you, you try to hold back judgment in these situations like that, because you just, you don't know what, you know, unless you're there, you don't know what the truth is. So I have my own challenges every day. So right. I, I, uh, I tend not to, you, you, you stay in your own lane. Well, here's the thing that to me is fascinating. Big time college sports is a business. And now at this moment where we sit right now, the only chance for a big team, big 10 team to get into the college football playoffs is if it's Michigan. And if Michigan doesn't get in, they're costing themselves and their own institutions a lot of money. So the the oversight is all to me very confusing. That's a good. That's an interesting way. To put, I mean, yeah, because it, it's a conflicted feeling of yes. pride in the conference and and revenue opportunities for the conference. So I would that'd be interesting to see how they all feel about watching that Big Ten championship game. But but yeah, I know. And look, I, I know fans will probably some would probably scoff at me saying this, but we we do we root we we root for SEC brother yeah. to do well. You know, we do. I think most fans do. I mean, at a certain, at a certain, it's a point. point of pride. It is a point of pride, yeah. you know, cause you can look back on it and say, and say, look at our history, look how well our conference has done in the playoffs. And that's a good bragging point to say, this is the conference that has the best track record right um, in the playoffs. I, so I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, I certainly hear a lot of sec specifically sec chants from fans yeah. at, at certain games, you know, particularly when you get into like, you know, the NCAA March madness basketball tournament bracket. Like there's a, there's like, well, they beat us and they're better than us this year, but them being better makes us yeah. better somehow. And then and then even when like an, a, someone beats an SEC team and they tweet or chant, oh, it just means more like messing with us. It's like, well, you're actually proving our point. When you when you troll us with that, that, that means that that hashtags work pretty well and it's caught on. So you're using it. So obviously it's pretty, pretty strong state, you know, so. Yeah. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk 
at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If Georgia does what I hope they do and beats Alabama this weekend, it, it appears all but likely that Alabama will not be in the college football playoff. If somehow it's 4th and 31... <laughs> I'm walking out of the building. I'm just walking out. Of- you're just you're just gonna walk Leave. out. Yeah. If somehow Georgia loses, Georgia should they still be a uh in the college football playoff? You know, I, look, I'm always gonna advocate for our team, but we're a you know how we're wired here uh, with Coach Marsh leadership. We're focused on one thing, one thing only. And that's that's winning Saturday. That's got to be the focus because okay. any minute we spend worrying about alternative scenarios is is a minute wasted. So we've got to be focused on the task at hand. And, uh, and then I actually like that because I do, I've spent a lot of time worrying about the other thing. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I mean, it's a waste of, it's a no, waste of time. I, no, yeah. you're, no, you're right. It is, it is a total waste of time. I do think there was an important statement that was made that I would always fall back to is that said it's the best four teams. So that's best all I ask. Four teams. That's all that's I ask right. for. However, that dice, however, that shakes out, best four teams. Best, and, the and, best four teams. And, and if, and if everyone on the committee does that in their heart, then wherever it falls, it falls. But, um, you know, you know, you know who's the smartest about that? About picking that? the best four teams? Vegas. Vegas. Just go to Vegas. <laughs> they've got they've got true motives to to pick the right four. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, basketball team, uh, an, a a highly touted uh, new recruit coming to Georgia. Talk to me a little bit about NIL. Good. I think. There's good and bad, right? I think um, it's here. Um, we, I'm a, I'm an optimist. I focus on the positives of it. The positives of it are um, student athletes now have the ability to make money off their name, image, and likeness, which is great because, um, you know, you see a guy like last year, like Stetson Bennett, um, and others, and now other young men on the team and women we have in other sports who have an opportunity to go do ads and commercials to help. Some that can just put money away for the future. Some that can help their family right now in yeah. need. And that's a great thing That because there were some really silly restrictions before. Like, why not let a kid 
if a kid wants to get a local tire dealership to sponsor him, why not? You know, so that's opened some really good avenues for kids can make money. And I think that it's helping some kids decide to stay in school for another year. Now, the bad side of that is tampering and um, inducements, trying to get people to transfer. Um, we've experienced it firsthand. And people always think it's just football and basketball. It's it's widespread across many sports. So, you know, there's some bad parts to it that hopefully through congressional work and through the work we're doing with the NCAA, I serve on one of the NIL subcommittees in NCAA. I'm actually going to Indianapolis in December for a meeting that we're trying to put some guardrails around some of these, around collectives and, and trying to make sense of it. It's not easy. I promise you that people that are far smarter than I that have tried to work through how these guardrails will work. And there's some antitrust issues and other things. But, you know, with anything, I think there's good and bad. I, I'm an optimist. I focus on the positives of it. And uh, I think it's 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 here to stay in some form or fashion. We just have to keep evolving and doing the best, our best with it to make it to make it the best it can be. Yeah, that's kind of my question. Like, we're not done with the current system. You think we're still going to no, ch- change current, and evolve? It, yeah, it's a current evolution. and um. And hopefully through that, we're learning and, and finding better practices and ways that we can, you know, we, we want the NIL, we want the opportunity to do athletes. What we want to do is put guardrails to eliminate the tampering and inducement portion of it. Because what we don't want is, what I don't want is anyone using it as inducement for a reason to go to a school. Now, you go to school, you have success, then the world's your oyster. Go, you know, and we will help you within the rules every way we can, provide NIL opportunities for you, make connections with you. We have we work in partnership with the Classic City Collective here in Athens. It does a phenomenal job, um, and they do a great job of finding the big deals, the small deals, everything in between. Um, but I don't like it as an inducement. I think you should choose your college destination best based on the other reasons, the education, right. the, the the coach you believe in, the, the place you want to live, and all those things. And then the NIL should be a, a bonus part of it, not the reason because, uh, you know, you know this. Money comes and money goes, but your experiences and all that—the four years you have here—are um, be way more important than any money you can make in your in yeah. your early ages. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, I absolutely think that these student athletes should have the opportunity to do those things. I think, particularly as a fan viewing this from the outside, is sort of the combination of the NIL and you know the other thing that's been around for a long time. It's just getting talked about much more now, which is the transfer portal. Yeah. And so now it what it feels like is there's a free-flowing market in between schools where people are getting induced to go to different schools and this it just becomes it it becomes difficult to root for the players. And I think that's the thing about college sports is you know much more than than professional sports it's about this it's about the institution you're rooting for the school but you obviously want the players to be a, a part of that. And, you know, how do, how do you feel, you know, what, what is your feeling about the, about the transfer portal and how that's sort of working? It feels like in connection with the NIL right now. I think even though um, a student may wind up somewhere and get an NIL deal after they get there or whatever it may be, you know, it still comes down to when you start playing with a group of, of guys or gals and you're on a common mission, you forget about all the NIL stuff and you want to go right. play and win. How, you know, we're talking about 550 plus student athletes who are driven to compete and win. And yeah, the NIL is a part, but I guarantee you the, in the cultures we try to build here, it's about the team first. And if you can go out and get this opportunity, it's great. But when we, when we suit it up and we're between the lines or on the court or the field, that's the biggest thing right there is, is being a good teammate and, and trying to compete and win. Not, you're not thinking about an NIL deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a tricky thing. I mean, you, you, you mentioned specifically kids having that connection to someone that you hired a coach that they feel like is, you know, is, is going to best prepare them either in their sport or in their life. Yeah. And that's one of the big things our uh, baseball coach, Wes Johnson, and and I know Kirby and Mike White and coach Abe, a lot of our coaches talk about it's, you got to believe in us that we're going to suit you up better for life. So we don't think about the short term benefits now. Because Wes Johnson, our baseball coach, talks about all the time. You can go to school and get 50 grand, 100 grand for one year, but I'm going to try to get you in the first or second round of the, of the baseball uh, draft, right. which will right. lead to a much bigger deal. So you've got to see the big picture. And that's why development is such a big piece of this. And that, that's one of the reasons that excited me about Wes and bringing him here, go to our baseball team, is because the work he did with Paul Skeens at LSU and other guys and showing that, hey, you come here. 
you may not get a big NIL deal to come here, but you work here, develop. We're going to lead you into a better situation in the draft down the road. That's right. It feels as though right now with the athletic uh, prowess, dominance, I don't know, that George is having right now, you're not feeling this this same pressure and situation. But obviously, Coach Elko just committed to go to Texas A&M. And shocker alert, the next day, their fantastic quarterback, Leonard, enters the transfer portal. So now here's a situation where let's just assume what I don't know, which is that he chose to go to Duke because of the coach. Now the coach is leaving. How do you feel about a situation where if you have a kid who's bought into a coach, a situation, wanting to be with that coach, and then the coach leaves? Yeah, we've had that. Um, I had a coach leave. I won't I won't name the sport, but a couple yeah. of years ago, I had a coach leave. And then uh, two or three days later, I had two or three of the kids asked to go in the portal. A couple followed them to their new school and, you know, one, one or two more went to different schools. And at that point, you, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of okay with the, the one-time transfer, because I think in life people could be, you know, Hey, I want to go back home or there's another reason. Right. Um, I don't like the multiple transfers, but at that point, those kids, you know, they don't, they don't owe us. They don't owe me anything. They, they, if, if, you know, they came here under one thought and a coach is leaving. I don't begrudge them that, and and I'm not going to hold anybody hostage here. And if they want to go somewhere else, then so be it. And we'll find someone else that wants to be here because I don't want whether we're talking about a student athlete, a staff member, coach, whatever it is. I don't want anybody here that doesn't want to be here. This is a phenomenal yeah. place, and I say that as humbly as I can. But George is awesome, and if if you're not bought in, then we're not going to beg you to to believe in something you don't believe in. So, um, if it's not in the cards for you, and again, I say this. Politely as I can, we'll, there are other young men and women and other staff people that want to be here, and we'll go recruit them to, to be here in your place. No, I I, I get it. I, I mean, that makes again that makes tons of sense to me. You want to you want you want student athletes who are as excited about the place where you are as yeah most of the people because this is yeah. hard. These the, the being a student athlete is not easy. Being a staff member in athletic department is not easy. Being a coach is not easy. So you've got to make sure that everything in your life is aligned and you want to be here. And if you came under one coaching style and whatever else, and you, or you just feel like I, I don't want this change. I want to see, then so be it, you know? Yeah. College football playoff expanding next season. Is that good? You know, I think again, we, I, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. It's good. And you know, there's good and there's bad to it. I think I saw a good point about how, you know, that Michigan Ohio state game, you know, it felt really big because it felt like the winner had, had a chance to be in, the loser would not. And now if you fast forward to next year, that same game, 11-0 versus 11-0, you feel like both teams are getting in. They're just playing for potentially a bye. So those big, big games won't feel quite so intense. But go past one through six, seven through 18, seven through 19, seven through 20, there's going to be more games that are going to be more impactful where now right. if, 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 if eight versus 15 are playing, people are like, ah, it doesn't really matter much. They're not getting in the top four. Where now there'll be more of those matchups across the board that people are fighting for spot 10, 11, 12. So um, I think it's better for more, for more schools to be in that mix. And it's going to be interesting to see the logistics of how it's going to work with the, you know, five through 12 playing and then, the, you know, go to the quarter semifinal. So there's a lot of, to work through that. It's going to be new, but exciting nonetheless. And it'll be here next year. So <laughs> we will we will see soon enough. Uh, how do you think it affects the SEC? You know, look, I'm a, again, I'm an SEC homer. So it affects us because we're trying to, we're all going to be in favor of trying to get as many SEC teams in those slots as possible. Right. It's interesting to look at the rankings right now and how many teams, especially when you look at the future SEC with Texas and Oklahoma. We we're we, you know we're got a lot of teams in that mix to be fighting for those top theoretical eleven spots because twelve could be absorbed by the fifth conference champion. You're fighting for those top eleven spots. So hopefully you know the goal for us is set up a schedule, set up a format that's going to help us get as many teams in there as possible. Right. What's your favorite office episode? Oh man, that sounds like picking your favorite kid. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! You know you got to go for me. Um, golly, you know you, I got to go back to the first season where it was really edgy. Okay, the uh, Human Resources Day episode. Yeah. It, it was just 
things, sexual harassment. Or, yes, you yeah, couldn't do like day. things. You watch Diversity Day, yeah. Uh, that you couldn't get away with those things today, and it was so great. But I did. You did your prep for this. I did my prep as well, and I did my five favorite Kevin lines okay. of all time. And all right, I, give them to me. And I try to go not too obvious, right? Because everybody okay. will point to the chili scene or else. So okay. I'm a, I, I wanted to do top five, but I had to do a runner-up that didn't make okay. a cut. It was right there. So the runner-up, and this is one I use all the time, it, anytime you have 10,001 odds, you always take it. Always take it, Because if John Mellicamp ever wins an Oscar, <laughs> I am going to be a very rich dude. I'm just, so I've been tracking that. I'm like, if John, I'm just thinking, at some point, John Mellicamp is going to be in an indie movie that's going to win, and it's going to be like... The Simpsons projecting the future. The office knew the whole time that Nolan Camp was going to do stuff like this. That was a runner-up. <laughs> okay, that's a runner-up. That's like uh, that's like Auburn last weekend. You got to take, <laughs> take you got to take, take, take those odds. You'd be a very, if you out, made that but, bet, 99.9%, yeah. <laughs> you'd be a very rich dude. So number five is the CPR scene. Call it. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic. Number four, classic. Uh, I thought Roger Gondi was a boy's name. Okay. That's an obscure one. Okay. Very good. Uh, uh, Oscar. I'll, t- I'll tell you a little, I'll tell you, give you a little about that. Roger and I have had people ask me to write that quote. I get when people have asked me to write quotes and it inevitably turns into a three to four minute Google session. Me trying to figure out how to spell, how to spell it, it. Cause I don't, I don't remember. Well, yes. Yeah. That's a good, that, that that's a good, uh, I bet Clark Williams, my buddy, I bet he knows how to, I guarantee he knows okay. how to uh, Number three, Oscar, I'm now prone to surges. Yes, there <laughs> you go. A, that's a good one. Um, number two, as has Kevin, pause, and then she goes to another school. <laughs> yes, there you go. And then my number one, which I think, now I'm starting to blend what was in and wasn't in, because this was a, I think this was a deleted scene. Okay, I know where you're going. Yeah. You can ask me directly if she wants a brother. Is that right? Did I quote that right? <laughs> that, that line. Not, that was. That was How was that line was, cut? That was. I know. My God. I know. Yeah. The, the way that, you delivered it too. Oh, that, thank you. Yeah. I, I love the uh, Clark and I always go on these deep subreddit tweet thought. You know, like these yeah. wormhole. Uh, you know about. Was Kevin secretly a genius the whole time is my favorite yeah. theory. Like he was and just screwing with everybody the whole time to get out of work and just skate by. I love that. I've, I've, I have been asked about that a lot. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't think it's true. I don't, I don't think, I don't <laughs> it's think fun to, it's fun. I don't, it's fun to think about, but I don't think it's true. Uh, the last time in college football back to back to back three in a row 87 years ago, Minnesota did it in 1934 to 1936. Is it going to happen this year? You know, I, 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 again, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I've kept the attitude the whole time of never prognosticating, predicting, just taking it one time because people yeah. messed with me. I mean, the number one question I got, we won a national championship my first year's AD and people kept screwing with me the whole time you won a national championship in first year what are you gonna do after that and i was like i'm just <laughs> i'm just retiring after that and then we then we uh somehow pulled off a second one now i'm just like man i just literally count my blessings and just appreciate for you know it, all the people here that you know kirby and other people we a lot of us get credit or thanks for it and I, you know there's so many people and these student athletes it's been a special ride and you never want to take one moment of it for granted but it has been a it's been a fun ride let me, let me tell you, you're a good guy. The people around you, everyone that I've met has been fantastic. Uh, it's so fun. And I don't know, maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like, uh, at least right now, it may change depending on what happens this year, but you got a lot of people who are rooting for Georgia, uh, over the, the evil empire, uh, across state lines. So we'll, uh, we'll see if that, if that goodwill holds up or well, not. Hopefully we but, can get like all the office fans behind us or, you know, that's right. Exactly. Just for this, for this one, uh, for this one game, for these two, I three, mean, four I games. love Greg Byrne, but I, I would challenge Greg Byrne to an office quote, you know, any contest office <laughs> trivia. I don't know. I'll have to ask him what his trivia knowledge is of all. Maybe that's, yet. maybe, th- maybe that's, maybe that's the next thing is we get you and the athletic director at Alabama to do an office trivia contest. I love it. We'll see see what happens. Um, 
Josh, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Thank you for your candor, your insight. When when you're listening to this, the game's already happened. Uh, I know you've got a busy weekend, which is why we're recording it today. Have a great, great weekend, and uh, best of luck in not just football, but the rest of your 21 sports the rest of the year. Appreciate it. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks, Josh. Josh, thanks for coming on. I know you're busy. Good luck the rest of the year and go dogs. Zick them. Woof, woof, woof. Yep, that's what we say. Thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, you're going to find me here again next week with a very, very special guest. How, how can I tease this one? If you were alive in the 80s, in the 90s, you're, you're a fan of this guy. Mm-hmm promise so we'll see you next week off the beat is hosted and executive produced by me brian baumgartner alongside our executive producer ling lee our senior producer is diego tapia our producers are liz hayes hannah harris and emily carr our talent producer is ryan papa zachary and our intern is ali amir sahin Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by the one and only Creed Brett. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your financial Finances in order. And that makes us facet for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit facet.com, F A C E T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.